0: is Northfield School's Superintendent, Dr. Matt Hillman. Matt, good morning. Thank you good so much morning, for coming Jeff, in today. Good
1: morning, Jeff. I think we can count it as an overcast downtown
0: Northfield, Minnesota. We're finally getting some rain. It's nice to have it uh, cooled down and get uh, the ground uh, wet and uh, dry up all the dust that's been floating around. You have had uh, you had a school board meeting last night. I did. Let's go back the last couple of weeks. You've had... Uh, uh, been a very busy time, of course, the first month of the uh, school year. Uh, let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, you homecoming last yes. week uh, it was always a lot of fun. You had members inducted to the uh, Raider Hall of Fame. Uh, that's uh, even though the Northfield lost a football game, a close one, a real great good football game, game yeah. Uh, but uh, it was still a good week.
1: Yeah, it was an excellent week, and you know, I think every year, uh, you know, that we move out past uh, whatever past the pandemic means. You know, we see more people attending school events. Uh, I haven't seen that many people at our football stadium in in some time. There was uh, quite a crowd, a a great, uh, a really cheerful crowd, um, but Mm -hmm. also well-behaved. And so it was uh, just a really great celebratory experience last Friday night for homecoming. Uh, The rain that came for about 15 minutes at halftime, I think, helped, you know, Clear out some of the stands a little Mm -hmm. bit for the second half, but uh, just so great to see people together enjoying themselves. Excellent football game. Coach Yule is doing an excellent job of uh, building this program, and uh, just a couple of really stellar touchdown passes, one by the Raiders and one by the Huskies, and, you know, unfortunately Owatonna came out on top, but uh, we also, as you said, had our Hall of Fame induction, and I got to attend that Saturday, and uh, so we were just so pleased to see uh, individuals like Cole Jurek and Frank Huebner, and... Uh, Maria Tomford-Nuger, Casey Wellman-Felling, and Todd Matheson all inducted as individuals into the Raider Athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, And then I think one of the real special things for me was listening to Tammy metcalf Filson, current Carlton women's head basketball coach, uh, who was on that team, Mm -hmm. uh, talk about the team itself. Now that 1979 team Many listeners will remember had a incredible run. Were undefeated until the state title game, and lost uh, in the state title game. And you know they were feeling disappointed, as you might imagine. But they were just overjoyed when they got back to town and the overwhelming support, you know, that people had for them. And it just goes back to that kids remember how you made them feel, mm-hmm. right? So when we're interacting with kids, that this is. Uh, decades later, and uh, these women remember how the town made them feel. They also talked about their little history of protests, where you think about this, this was was the first decade of Title IX, and uh, uh, Tammy talked about how the girls' basketball team that year had to stage a sit-in to be able to get equitable amount of court time uh, with the boys' team. They actually had to sit in in the gymnasium to make sure that they could get uh, equitable court time. So I think that you know, it's, it's really all that not that long ago when our real push for making um, men's and women's sports equitable and equal uh, was really uh, part of what we were talking about. So uh, just some great stories from that 1979 team. So fun to see all of the inductees.
0: That, uh, you know, you did have a, a great week in that vein, but uh, a tough week in another way in that there ha- were a couple of unfortunate accidents right uh, uh on uh, the uh, south on 246 during the uh, school time hours uh tell us about those you know we as most people know you know we have a influx of
1: traffic at all of our schools twice a day it's usually for about a 15 minute period and unfortunately we did have uh, two uh, vehicle accidents last week one which is a more minor fender bender, you know, but it did disrupt traffic in front of the, It happened to be right in front of the middle school entryway at the time when parents were arriving. And then, of course, we had a really unfortunate uh, accident where a pedestrian was hit in the crosswalk uh, after school and uh, we're, we're grateful that uh, while the, the there were injuries, they were not life threatening and um, that student is recovering. Of course, injuries are, are never good, but it could have been far worse. And so we're really grateful for that. But I do think that it reminds us all that if I get us to ask the public to please just pay attention when you're driving all of the time. But when you're going into a school zone at one of those transportation times of the day, those windows before and after school, please make sure that you are really vigilant about your surroundings and take it a little bit slower, even what the posted school zone speed limit is. Uh, A couple of things, I talked with uh, Chief Elliott uh, last Friday um, you know, despite Norfield Police, you know, being understaffed, they are going to increase their patrols uh, around uh, our schools during that before school and after school timeframe as a visual reminder for uh, drivers to slow down and make sure that they are paying attention to their surroundings. I also know that last week the city uh, council discussed some improvements to Highway 246, and it is a you know Highway 246 is a tricky thing because. It is a state trunk highway, so you know it is not something that the city or the school district necessarily have you know that kind of control over. and so I uh, was excited to hear about those potential possibilities to make that corridor in front of our uh, three of our schools uh, safer down the line. So you know we're grateful that um, we're grateful that uh, injuries weren't uh, worse than what they were, but it is a stark reminder that um, life is precious, and we just need to make sure we're vigilant uh, when kids are around, especially at that beginning and end of the school day.
0: The uh, getting into last night's school board meeting, uh, the big thing was uh, tax levy and budgets and stuff like that. We'll get to that in just a moment or so. I want to talk about the uh, the uh, youth council. The district's youth council gave a presentation last night, and I know that's uh, a highlight for you on a personal level and on a business level.
1: Absolutely. it's. Uh, I think youth development is so important. You had uh, Shane Beyer and some folks from Northfield High School on a, a week ago today, I believe, to talk mm-hmm. about the Raiders Lead Program and how... Northfield High School is intentionally trying to develop leadership skills in our students. And so um, we are preparing students for lifelong success. And that not only means, means scores on mathematics and reading assessments, but it also means preparing the next generation of leaders. And, you know, our district youth council, which was uh, really a function that came out of the mayor's youth council, a program that Mayor Dana Graham started uh, years ago. Uh, we've got 16 to 18 students who are working to make sure that their school and district is continuing moving forward and supporting students and their needs and they're getting a little chance to learn about governance they're getting a chance to learn about uh, allocating resources and co-chairs Connie uh, Connor Percy and Mackenzie um, Carlson had a chance to present last night you know we have over 90 students on over 30 some boards and commissions throughout the city through the youth on boards program it's a a program that uh, the community was recognized for uh, by the um, University of Minnesota with a local government innovation award in 2019 lot of places talk about elevating youth voice and giving uh, kids a chance to be part of the decision making process we actually do it here in Northfield and the district youth council they talked about the kinds of projects that they're taking on during the year they're talking about a culture fair Um, they're talking about uh, making sure we continue to support communication between students and the school board it was just an excellent presentation and Connor McKenzie did such a great job
0: Superintendent Hillman, what's uh, again Is with us. I want to get into the uh, uh, the proposed tax levy, uh, preliminary tax levy uh, that was discussed last night. Where are what did the uh, school board come up with?
1: So our tax levy is uh, highly regulated, and so uh, unlike our friends at the city or the county, uh, the tax levy is really general. The limitation that we have is set by the Minnesota Department of Education. It's a 40-some page document, uh, and um, it is really prescriptive. So there are things that the state says that we're able to levy for. There are things that then the voters approve us to levy for. And so uh, our planned increase for next year, we adopted the preliminary levy last night, what they call the MAX. Our levy authority can shift a little bit because it's mostly student enrollment-driven. There's a number of other things that can drive some modest changes in that enrollment. So the board last night approved it at the MAX, uh, the percentage that we were at as of yesterday was a two point one seven percent increase uh year over year uh, and over the last five years we'd had we've had an average increase of one point five five percent and that includes you know a voter approved capital projects levy uh, increase last november and so I think that uh, what that shows is that you know we try to be fairly even over time we try to be planful so that two point one seven percent levy increase also takes into account the fact that we did have voter approval for new capital projects levy authority uh, last November. But believe it or not, we have paid off the middle school and the memorial field project that voters approved about 20 years ago. So I think this shows good financial stewardship and that we are planning when we bring things to voters to align with when some debt drops off. And so uh, that 2.17% levy, remember, that's the amount that we are. We levy a flat amount across the entire school district. And, each taxable parcel pays its part based on its class rate for us to be able to get that flat dollar amount. Now that is different uh, than what it is your tax impact. And so when we take a look at the tax impact of this year's levy, even though it's a 2.17% overall increase, it affects taxpayers very differently. So for example, if a a person who owned a $300,000 house and that, in in a miracle, (laughs) that stayed at exactly the same rate, a $300,000 house would actually see a decrease of $110 next year in school taxes because when the uh, the market value grows throughout the district, that means we apportion that flat dollar amount levy across more parcels or more valuable parcels, if you will, and everybody pays their share. So even though the levy will go up 2.17%, again, a pretty small amount, 1.55% average over the last five years, if your house stayed exactly the same value, you would actually see a decrease in your taxes next year for many of the different types of property throughout the community. So we'll approve the final levy in December uh, with our, in conjunction with our Truth and Taxation meeting. And uh, so we're, we're pleased to have this moving forward, and we do think it's a demonstration of the district's responsible financial management.
0: Uh, once again superintendent hillman is with us with the uh northfield uh, uh schools uh let's talk about uh, anything more about we're going to be probably talking about more about the budget and such as time goes on uh your budgets is a cycle is a little bit different than uh you know the city's is going on the uh, school year so uh at what point do you start working on that is that pretty much after the first of the year so really
1: our budget cycle goes July 1 through June 30th that's mm-hmm. our fiscal year. And so once we approve the final budget in June uh or May depending on the year, right after July 1 happens, we we actually are closing out that year and starting the next. So we schedule the auditors, the our auditing uh team uh will be here this week or next week so they're they're in now starting the audit and the audit really kicks off that next budget cycle. So We are wrapping up last year at the same time as we start to plan for next year with this preliminary levy. And so once the uh, levy is approved in December, then in January, we start with our financial forecast and we keep moving uh, as
0: we go forward. This is the uh, final week of uh, September, which means, uh, I mean, by early October, you'll actually get a final amount of students, uh, that uh, total amount of students that you'll be receiving money from the state from. Got one week left. Can you give us a little look at that? Is it up and down? Is it what your projections have looked like?
1: I'm still waiting for the final report we, uh, mm-hmm. we we've learned to uh, be patient and wait for that as everything settles out within the first few weeks so we'll have our first uh,
0: official enrollment report coming up soon and be happy to share that the next time we meet. okay sounds good uh, let's talk about activities and sponsorships yeah. the school has started a uh, kind of a, a new program or a new way of doing things and uh, that includes uh, raising money through sponsorship fees tell us about that
1: yeah and so uh, Probably a year and a half, a couple of years ago, the board approved a new policy governing uh, sponsorship of district equipment and facilities. And so uh, we have an ability for uh, local businesses and other folks, uh, businesses and, and organizations who would like to sponsor pieces of equipment or a particular facility, some naming rights, kinds of things. And so we've been working to build the infrastructure to be able to be prepared for that. And we have our first uh, one of these that really has come out of a need. Uh, We just paid off the middle school and the scoreboard in the swimming pool at the middle school is original to the school. And anybody who has any electronics from 20 years ago knows that technology has come a long way in the last 20 years. Frankly, it's pretty amazing that any electronics last for 20 years anymore. And so uh, we needed a new pool scoreboard and we were looking for a sponsor and uh, C- Community Resource Bank was willing to step up and uh, they committed $20,000 uh, that will allow, them to, will allow us to purchase the new scoreboard, um, n- nearly the entire cost of that scoreboard. Community Resource Bank will have the uh, exclusive uh, advertisement on that scoreboard for the next 10 years. And then at that point, we'll... Open it up again on that particular scoreboard for uh, advertising from there on out, and so we're working uh, actually working with LMR Media here in town because it's it's hard to know you know what you know what do you uh, charge for uh, an advertisement on a, a particular scoreboard, so we're working with LMR Media consultants uh, to help us with those kinds of things as we explore what are the kinds of things that we can uh, support a sponsorship of and what things make sense to people for them to sponsor. And so uh, if there's businesses in the community, that have an interest, they can certainly contact myself or Val Mertestorff and we can put them in touch with uh, LMR media as we work through, how do we roll this out further uh, into the future? So it's very exciting. It's a way that the district can get some revenue to sponsor some equipment and other things uh, at a, that does not cost taxpayers. So, We're appreciative of uh, Community Resource Bank doing that for us and looking forward to that new scoreboard. New scoreboards are 12 to 20 weeks out, so... uh still coming and uh, hopefully we'll see it sometime this winter
0: yeah maybe by the uh, winter of the boys uh, schedule they'll have that in there Uh, as far as sponsorship opportunities you had mentioned uh, uh, this is this one was kind of a need-based one yeah because you you needed to get a new scoreboard uh for some of the future things have those been identified yet some of the future projects and uh, for our listeners out there who uh, are also advertisers uh, would like to sponsor something like that um What's coming down the pike so we're still evaluating what are all the
1: areas where that sponsorship would make sense right i would say if there's someone listening who has an interest specific to their field um, so let's say that you're someone that's in manufacturing and you would say you know i'd be interested in in supporting or sponsoring a specialized piece of uh, equipment in the industrial tech shop or in your new ag program uh, that is the kind of thing we would keep in mind and as we look at what are the needs we would share here's what we're looking at purchasing if you have an interest in the sponsorship uh, and so we're still we're still learning what are the different parts of the of equipment and spaces that can be advertised and what's the appropriate way to do it what's the fee structure we're still working on that and so. If there's a business who has an interest and they've got something specific, like they'd you know like to look at a scoreboard or they'd like to look at a piece of equipment uh, in one of our career technical ed programs, just reach out to us and we'll work on finding a way to make a match.
0: Superintendent Hilbin is uh, with us. I think I'm about done with my questioning. Anything else going on at the schools you'd like to mention?
1: Just want to uh, remind folks that tomorrow uh, we have the chamber of, the annual Chamber of Commerce State of the District uh, luncheon, and which I'll p- be presenting on. The district's project, a uh, progress on our eleven benchmarks that we have as part of our strategic plan. And so, visit the Chamber of Commerce website. You can still purchase tickets. Is my understanding it's out at Ruth's on Stafford. So we'd be excited to have people there for that. That would be great. Uh, and just you know, keep keep doing good things for kids in our community. This is a community that really rallies around kids, and we just need to make sure that we keep doing that. So I, I appreciate the community support. I do need to, being the journalist in me, uh, Jeff. I have to make one correction. I'm quite embarrassed, uh, just not getting enough coffee. I had identified uh, one of our district youth council chairs as Mackenzie Carlson. It's actually McKenna, and my apologies uh, to McKenna for that this morning. As I said it the second time, I said that's not right, and so uh, I apologize for that and want to correct the record. That McKenna is doing a great job as our district, one
0: of our district youth council co-chairs. All right, thank you so much for coming in, Matt. Appreciate it. My pleasure. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. You bet. Northfield Schools Superintendent Dr. Matt Hillman.